0: Learning to trust God through life storms. That's today's topic on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job.
1: He's given us a strong, clear word, and then in a time of silence, we start projecting on the time of silence and coming up with our own individual compromising ways. We don't go back to the last time that we heard God speak clearly and powerfully to our lives.
0: Welcome to this edition of Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and he's also the president of Moody Bible Institute. I'm Wayne Shepherd. On today's program, we're continuing a message Mark began last week called, When God Seems Silent. We're going to be looking at the long wait Abraham and Sarah had between when God promised them a child and when He actually fulfilled that promise. Sometimes when we're waiting for God, we're tempted to take things into our own hands, which is exactly what happened for Abraham and Sarah. If you have your Bible, turn to Genesis chapter 16, because Mark would like to begin with a story that will set the stage for today's message.
1: You see, sometimes the best help that can be given to us is to let us go through our trial and learn what it's teaching us. Sometimes the worst thing that could happen is for us to be alleviated from every trial or tribulation. Sometimes the way we learn is that we have to go through the storm and learn to trust God in the middle of the storm. Your child's never going to learn how to do math if you do their math homework for them, no matter how much they cry and pout about it. Your your tween is never going to learn to keep their own room up if you always make their bed and clean up their room. You're never going to learn how to mature and handle your own finances. Every time your child asks you for money, you give them money because they've never learned what it means to save and give. Sometimes the best thing that happens to us is that we have to go through our trial and make it through to the other side without our trial being evaporated from us or taken from us. You see, there's a place for trials and difficulty in our life. James says it. James chapter 1 says, My brethren, consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. But perseverance must finish its work so that you are Mature and complete, not lacking anything. But if anybody lacks wisdom, he should ask of God who gives to all men generously without finding fault. God sometimes wants you and I to go through a trial, and sometimes we're going to cry out to the heavens and say, Oh God, deliver me from this trial. And God is silent. Oh, not because he's not there, not because he doesn't care. Not because he's disengaged, not because he's too busy running the universe, not because he doesn't know your name, not because he doesn't know your face, not because the heavens are brass, but simply because if you and I are going to grow, sometimes God has to let us live through the trial. How many of you know what I'm talking about today? Secondly, I'm talking about when the heavens seem silent. When God seems silent, don't default to compromising solutions. You know, Sarah was tired of waiting for God. She believed that she was going to get something that she deserved, that God had promised. And she felt like God wasn't on time. And so Sarah did what many of us do. She came up with her own plan while she was waiting. The problem is that her plan was a plan that involved compromise and carnality. Listen to me. God never brings about his spiritual solutions through carnal means. God never solves your problem by some method that he doesn't approve of. Sarah decided that since she couldn't have a child that maybe she would take her maid and have her husband sleep with their maid. Hello? Oh, don't look all shocked. We do the same kind of thing. Well, you say, well, I'm really struggling with my mortgage. I know it's God's will that I not lose my house. I know that that I'm supposed to pay my mortgage and be on time. And well, I was in the ne- old neighborhood the other day, and I know I left that stuff behind, but I was in the old neighborhood, and guess what? By chance, I ran into my old connection. Wow, I hadn't seen him in a year. You know, he told me if I just moved a couple dime bags, we'd all be happy. Thank you, Jesus. I was praying for a solution to my mortgage. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, the Lord comes through, doesn't he? Only a few sales? I'm not going to get back into it. Only a few sales? It'll help me make my mortgage, and I'll be on, hello, that's not God. God doesn't give you his solution through some carnal method, then that's not God that brought that into your place. That that, that is the door of compromising leading you out. Oh, I know you feel lonely right now and you've been calling out to God, God, just give me some friends and Lord, if you want me to be in a relationship, bring the right person into my path and you just prayed that prayer and so you were in a Starbucks and there she was. Your old girlfriend that you had lost track of a long time ago, and I know it was a bad relationship, and I know that when you became a believer, you thought, I'm not going to have anything to do with her, but there she was. So nice, so pretty, so smiley. And she said, so good to see you. Yeah, well, it's kind of good to see you. I was just thinking about you the other day. Really? You were thinking about me? Yeah, in fact, we're having a party tonight, and I just was wondering, you want to come over? I mean, it's like good old times. Thank you, Jesus. You've answered my prayer. Oh, Lord. No, 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 no. That wasn't God. God never answers spiritual solutions to carnal ways. Sarah looked at her maid and she couldn't say, thank you, Lord, you've gotten my maid and my husband's attracted to her, so let's get them together. No, no, that's not God. And let me tell you this, every time you try to solve a spiritual problem with a carnal solution, it will always come back to bite you. In fact, if you read down in the story of Sarah, you'll find out that Hagar, the maid, indeed became pregnant. And as soon as she became pregnant, she started to despise Sarah. And Sarah started to get aggravated that the solution she had proposed now was backfiring on her. Husbands, I don't want you to say amen. Be nice and quiet if you know what's good for you. (laughs) But as soon as her plan went sour, Sarah looked at Abraham and she said, it's your fault. (laughs) Now, hold on. Whose idea was it? But it was Abraham's fault because he bought into it. He should have been leading his family into righteousness. She said to Abraham, Abraham, you want to sleep with the maid? He said, okay, I guess. (laughs) If you insist. (laughs) Hold on a second. Let me tell you how bad it backfired. In fact, most of the tribes and nations of the Arabic tribes and nations uh, are, are traditionally ascribed to Ishmael. And the Jewish tribe is described Isaac. And there has been a tension and a battle ever since hundreds of years later that is still bringing tension and animosity between the Jewish uh, tribes and between the Arab tribes. But that was because of her compromise. And so I want you to understand that when God is silent, it doesn't mean that you try to solve God's silence through some compromising solution, uh, it's, it's somewhat like well I've had it happen to me before those of you that are parents will understand uh, there's been times when my especially my kids were little uh, my, my son who's 13 years old right now I would go on a date with my wife and I would tell my son okay here's the instructions 9.30 on a school night you're in bed you know that right? mom and i are going out our phone may not be available we may be in a restaurant if we're in a movie we'll turn it off but i'm leaving my instructions clearly for you to know don't get on the computer when we're not there be in bed by 9:30. brush your teeth set out the clothes is that clear yes sir yes dad very clear now how many of you that are parents understand how it works So we're gone, you come back at 1030, there he is plopped in front of the television watching a program, you say, what happened here? Well, dad, you know, I tried to call you like four times and... You know, I just figured that since you weren't answering the phone, that maybe you would have probably said yes, and maybe you really wouldn't. I tried, I tried, but since you didn't answer, I figured, well, mom's let me do it before. Like a year ago, she let me do this before, so I figured you would, hello, whatever I told you. If you can't get a hold of me, you both go back to whatever the rules were, whatever the word was, and you obey the word that you knew was clear. You don't doubt it in a time of silence. Many of us are that way with God. God has spoken to us. He's been clear to us. He's given us a strong, clear word. And then in a time of silence... We start projecting on the time of silence and coming up with our own individual compromising ways. We don't go back to the last time that we heard God speak clearly and powerfully to our lives.
0: You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend with Pastor Mark Job. We're pausing the message for just a moment because I want to remind you about our Bold Partner program. Mark, let's talk about this for just a moment. Bold partners can give a gift every month of whatever amount the Lord lays on their heart. But for those who give $30 or more each month, there are some special benefits like that 50% discount off the Moody Publishers catalog inventory. There's a signed copy of your book, Unstuck, out of your cave and into your call. And then there's this personal exclusive communication from you that comes out uh, twice a month. Can we talk about that for a moment? What do you, What do you Aiming to do with that?
1: Yeah, so twice a month we send out a video with a personal greeting, updating you a little bit, giving you a devotional thought, but also with the special message that comes in that same email. And typically we're recording that video greeting from somewhere on the Moody Bible Institute campus, so it's always fun. We mix it up. We try to make it creative. You'll see me in my office, on my balcony. I think they've even tried to make me hang from my balcony just to get good pictures. But, you know, this video crew really tries to... (laughs) capture it in the right way. And so we try to make it fun, but also uh, just meaningful. And if you're a bold partner, um, it's our way of just keeping in touch with you on a more regular basis and saying thank you to you as well.
0: Yeah. Again, that communication and these other benefits come when you give $30 a month or more, but you can become a bold partner at any level you choose. Go to boldstepsweekend.org to find out more. That's boldstepsweekend.org. Now, let's go back to the message on Bold Steps Weekend. Mark has more to say about when God seems silent.
1: Isaiah chapter 30 says, Woe to those who carry out plans that are not mine, forming an alliance, but my spirit keeping sin upon sin. God says, you're making plans without consulting me. You're figuring out ways to get it done that are not my ways of getting it done. And as a result, you're just guaranteeing disaster for yourself. That's Isaiah chapter 30, verse 1. Psalms 27, verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalms 38, verse 15 says, I wait for you, O Lord. You will answer, O Lord, my God. Psalms 130 verse 5 says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word, I will put my hope. Number three, the third thing that we need to understand when God is silent, when God seems silent, don't assume that God has approved your plan. Uh, Sarah's main mistake is that she thought that she understood God's plan. It tells us in Genesis chapter 16 that Sarah said, quote, the Lord has prevented me from having children. She blamed it on God and she thought that God would not open her womb. She thought that she understood what God was doing when God was silent. I want you to understand, listen to me well. Here's the thing about God. God is infinite and we are finite. God is omniscient and we are limited in our understanding. God is omnipotent, and we have limited power. God is eternal, and we have a beginning. Here's the thing we need to understand about God. I want you to understand that God's thoughts are not your thoughts. God's ways are not your ways. You can't always understand what God is doing. God is not a man that he can be diagnosed. God is not a person that he can be manipulated. God is God. He will not be contained. He is sovereign. He is bigger than your plans, bigger than my plans. Our finite mind cannot comprehend his infinite ways. And so we understand what Isaiah says, chapter 55, verse 8. God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. The more I grow in God, the longer I've been in God, the more I have to say I don't really know what God is doing, but I trust him. I've seen a lot of things as a pastor. I've seen tragedies happen to people that I thought did not deserve tragedies. I've wept with mothers who lost children that I had no way of explaining why they lost that child. And I've come to a deep understanding, a deep conclusion, that we live in a fallen and broken world in which evil happens. Violence occurs that grieve the heart of God. But I do understand this, that even in the midst of bad, even in the midst of evil, even in the midst of brokenness, God has a purpose and God has a plan. And I may not understand the purpose and plan. I may not understand it until the day I stand before God and probably at that time I won't even care. Well, I have people that tell me all the time, when I come before God, I got a list of questions. I'm going to ask him a lot of things. Why do I have a belly button, God? I just don't understand the purpose of that. Why did you invent mosquitoes, God? I don't understand. They're not really insects that matter. Questions about life and questions about what happened. And I can guarantee you you may have your list of questions, but here's what I know. That when you stand before God Almighty, the maker of the heavens and the universe, when you stand before him in that spiritual state that you you have, you will throw your list of questions aside. You will lay prostrate at his glory and you will thank God for his mercy and his grace and his power. And that'll be the only thing on your mind is His incredible forgiveness and mercy and grace. And until that day, there are things that I do not understand, but there are things that I do understand, and God is good, and God is sovereign, and His ways are higher than my ways. So when you can't understand what God is doing, and it seems like the heavens are silent, I encourage you to do what David did In Psalms chapter 13, David, who was a man after God's own heart, struggled at times with feeling like God was silent. I would encourage you to be honest with God. Let God know that you feel like the heavens are brass and that He's not answering. God has never shied away from honesty. Be respectful in your honesty, but be honest. David said, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? This is David who wrote the Psalms. This is David who, who God said of him, he's a man after my own heart. And he's looking to the heavens and saying, God, have you forgotten me? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? This is David being honest with God, feeling like God is not answering his prayer and God is being silent. I think there's a place for honesty with God. In that same psalm, though, I love how David keeps pleading and persevering with God. So be honest with God, but don't give up. Keep looking to the heavens. Keep putting your attention on God, letting God know that your ear is attentive to him. He says, consider and answer me. O my God, light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. And then ultimately remember that you can trust God even In silence. I love that about God. I know that even when heaven is silent, that I can trust God. Have you ever felt that way about someone? You may not be able to get a hold of them, but if they said they're going to be there at that time, you know they're going to be there because you can trust them. Oh, you may not be able to get a hold of them to confirm. But you know if they're a person of their word, they're a person that you trust, you know that they're going to hold to their word because they love you and they care. And that's the way God is. And so David says, but I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me.
0: You've been listening to Bold Steps Weekend from Pastor Mark Job. To hear this message again or catch up on previous lessons in our series, Hearing God, visit us online at boldstepsweekend.org. You know, Mark, there is a lot of uncertainty when we're waiting to hear from God. and I'm wondering, would you offer a final word of encouragement today for listeners who are kind of feeling vulnerable and alone right now?
1: Absolutely. And let me just remind you of what you've heard in this message don't misinterpret God's silence for his absence because he's not. Secondly, don't default to compromising solutions. Sometimes when we don't hear, we compromise areas that affect our character and integrity. It's never God's will. And then lastly, don't assume that God has approved your plan. If you're not clear, keep pressing in. If you're in a situation right now where it feels like God is silence and you're lacking clarity, I would like to pray for you. God, I pray for that man right now that he, he's getting tired because he's felt like he's been praying for months without an, a clear answer. I pray, Lord Jesus, give clarity in the process. I pray for that mother who has been agonizing over her son or daughter uh, and just wanting to get your perspective on what they should do, God. I pray that they not give up, God. I pray for that person right now that feels like, God, are you even listening to me? God, would you invade that space with your presence? God, even today, right now, through my words, would you remind them? through your Holy Spirit that you are there, that you are listening, Father. And I pray encouragement for the person that's waiting in that waiting room. I pray that they would not exit through a door of compromise, but that they would wait until you speak. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Yes, amen. Thank you, Mark. Well, if you'd like to make prayer more of a priority this year, then I'd like to recommend a book titled A Journey to Victorious Praying by Dr. Bill Thrasher. In this valuable lesson, Dr. Thrasher addresses some common misconceptions about prayer and offers both truth and practical next steps to help Christians reawaken their prayer life and take a new journey towards spiritual victory. So reach out today and request your copy of this elevating resource. Again, the book is called A Journey to Victorious Praying, and we'll be happy to send you a copy when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry of Bold Steps Weekend. You can send your gift in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. And to give that gift online, simply go to boldstepsweekend.org. As we close today's program, let me also remind you to go and subscribe to the Bold Steps Weekend podcast. Just open up your favorite podcast app and search for Bold Steps Weekend with Dr. Mark Job. And then for even more content from Mark, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps Minute, where you'll receive short, inspirational teachings from Mark every day in just one minute. That's all the time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for being with us. Be sure to join us next weekend when Mark reminds us that God wants to use each one of us to accomplish his purposes. That's coming up next time on Bold Steps Weekend, and we hope to see you then. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.